Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, where for today's issue in Shear, we are going to be discussing the cancelled Rebbe, part two. This indeed is a sequel Shear to a similar Shear with a similar title, which we recorded a few weeks back, where the topic of the discussion was whether or not you can learn Torah from anybody. We know that the Mishnah Perkevo says, and we argued that yes, Chachma certainly exists all over the world, as it's brought down in Shas, that you can learn. Chachma anywhere, Chachma Bagoyim exists, but the question of whether or not you can learn Torah from anybody, when you're being Koveya a Rebbe, who, from whom are you allowed to learn Torah? And we saw it's not so simple that you can just learn Torah from anybody, that there are certain t- individuals, maybe they might be a Talmud Chacham, at least in terms of their Torah scholarship, but that would not give them immunity in this area, that apparently the person can be disqualified um, and canceled, as it were, um, based on other uh, lack of qualifications, so yes, you know, you know there, there's a there's a, an extent to which we say we should look at the idea and find the MS of the idea, which is a source and a concept that we're going to see today. But before we get there, there is a broader uh, restriction when it comes to the individuals from whom we're allowed to learn Torah, if their character is not fitting. We saw Gemara and Moed Katan and Daf which discussed this, and there was a Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah to match in, uh, in Paragnalad of Hilchas Talmud Torah, in the first Halacha, where it talks about how you can't just learn Torah from anybody. Um, they have to have, you know, the, the, in terms of their midos, their actions, their reputation, um, it, it, may, it makes a difference. So... The Hashgacha Pratis that led to that previous shear I mentioned in that shear that um, it, it came up in Dafiomi when we were learning Moed Cotton, and it came up also based on conversations that I had with uh, with a rabbi of mine, and the the, the Hashgacha that led to this sequel is once again Dafiomi and similar conversations that that I've had with Rebbeim, and so we'll talk about the Gemara um, where we find an attempt to uncancel a Rebbe who had, or should have been, um, canceled. Someone who should have been disqualified, um, or at least taken off the list, taken off the, the bookshelves, as it were, for, uh, for, for Talmud Torah. And, um, and this Gemara is a Gemara in Chagiga. It basically starts on Dafi Adala, but it goes on to Tesvav. And the Gemara is about Acher. Um, who was formerly known as Elisha ben Avuya, he had gone off the derech. The Gemara um, in uh, Chagiga Anyadal discusses the Arba, uh, Arba Hanichnas, uh, the Arba Hanichnas and the Pardes, the four who entered the Pardes. We know on uh, um, here at the database we have uh, our, our own series, the Parsha Pardes, where we look at um, the Parsha Shavua, at least a piece of the Parsha using the prism of Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Sod, Pardes, uh, but the Gemara Chagiga is talking about an entirely different pardes, um, perhaps related, but a pardes which is um, you know a, a reference to the deepest realms of of Talmud Torah, where apparently if only you 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 enter it in in, in just the right way, and apparently if you if you have just the right qualifications um, based on who you are as a person, only then can you make it out unscathed like Rabbi Akiva did. Uh, but not everyone made it out. Not everyone even made it out alive of the four. But Elisha ben Avuya Acher, he didn't come out the same way. He came out and he went way off. Um, he, he he exited the pardes and went straight off the deep end. He went off um, off the derech. And um, the, we're gonna we're gonna see the Gemara about Rabbi Meir who tried to 
uncancel him. But uh, once again, the Hashkaka Pratis was that um, at the Gemara that we saw in the last year on this topic, it's going to be invoked once again. Um, and I'll, t- I'll tell you a bit, of, a bit of a funny story about what happened when, uh, when I encountered the Gemara, um, and I'll do that shortly as we uh, introduce the topic for today. But before we do, I just want to mention that if you enjoy Shiorim like this and you want to partner up with us, and give us sponsorships. So all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com to make a sponsorship um, and uh, to reach out to me if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations of, of sheer topics that you want to listen to. But anyway, so the Gemara um, starts off um, with, uh, once again, Acher, he's off the derech. And then the Gemara records several stories, stories about Rabbi Meir, who was following Acher, following Elisha ben Avuya. It seems that there were a, he made these attempts to bring uh, Elisha ben Avuya back onto the derech, to bring Acher back. But the, what, the, the strange part was that the Gemara says that Rabbi Meir was following Acher, he was following Elisha ben Avuya, who was riding on a horse on Shabbos, and the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir Torah And Rabbi Meir went after him to learn Torah from his mouth. And he proceeds to ask him questions, and at a certain point Rabbi Meir says, Listen, you're about to leave the Tchum Sorry, says you're about to leave the Tchum Shabbos, so you should go back. And then the, the Gemara famously says that well why don't you um, Rabbi Meir responds, Why don't you come with me? Come ba- you know, come back on the derech with me. And he says, No, uh um pargod, I already heard from behind the curtain, I already heard from the other world, Shuva Bonim Shovim Chutzmiacher, that everyone can return, everyone can do Shuva except for Acher. That's the famous part of the Gemara. Now I saw this Gemara and I was immediately bothered because I I learned the Gemara in Moed Katan on Dafchaf, which says, Wait one second, from whom are you allowed to learn Torah? has to Badafka be somebody who is not just a Talmud Chacham, but someone who resembles a Malach Elohim, someone who resembles a Malach of Hashem. Right, this was the Gemara that we saw, which quoted the Pesach and Malachi, right, that um, um, Rabba Barbarchana in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, what does the Pesach mean? Ki sifsei chohen yishmeru das v'torah yivakshem ipiyu ki malach Hashem tzvakosu that for, for the lips of the kohen they guard knowledge and the Torah you should seek from his mouth. Why? Because he's a malach of Hashem of, the, of legions, the, the, the an angel of Hashem, the, the Hashem of legions. So the Gemara says, Im doma harav l'malach Hashem tzvakos if indeed this or this Rebbe resembles a Malach Hashem Tzvachos, then you've actually Torah Mepihu. Then you can learn, you could seek out the Torah from his mouth. Vim love, you've actually Torah Mepihu. And that was the Gemara we saw, which sounds like since Acher, Elisha ben Avuya, had manifest actions, behavior, that were not consistent with the Ratzon Hashem, were not consistent with the Torah, then clearly he doesn't resemble a Malach. A Malach never veers from the path of Hashem's Torah. So clearly you can't accept Torah from him. Right, we saw this Gemara, which in Moed Katan was um, in reference to Rabbi Yehuda, who we said put another um, uh, put another rabbi in Nidoi, he put him in excommunication because there were repu- um, his reputation was tainted by rumors about things that he had done, and the Gemara went at length to talk about how Rabbi Yehuda 
when when Rabbi Yehuda excommunicated him, there there was there, there was the um, uh, attempts to maybe get him out of his excommunication, and ultimately Rabbi Yehuda didn't concede, and Rabbi Yehuda he you know he he stuck to his guns, and then eventually it came out that in fact this guy this rabbi who was apparently Talmud Chacham apparently someone who the rabbim needed they needed his Pesach Halacha they needed his Torah he was a Talmud Chacham so many people relied on his Torah scholarship, and yet um, he um, he was not uncancelled, but he remained in his state of cancellation. And the Gemara eventually um, says that, that um, it provides evidence, there was evidence, you can go back and listen to the previous year, but there's evidence against him that he had done something inappropriately, um, or he had done something inappropriate, I should say. And the, the, the point there was that it doesn't matter how big of a Talmud is, you can't learn Torah from him. So I saw this Gemara in Chagiga, and I'm thinking, how could this be? The, the, this is completely inconsistent with the Gemara Moed Katan, that, that which says you can't learn Torah. Right, Rebbe Meir right here is clearly trying to learn Torah from Acher, who's off the Darach. So, and, and, and so the, the, the funny part was I started messaging um, different people um, um, that, that I, that I, that I um, discussed you know, the Gemara with, that I discussed Dafiomi with, and... What I didn't realize was, wait one second, you know, you, you'll get to Daf Tezvavam and Bez, right? So this, this Gemara came up on Tezvavam and Olive. On Tezvavam and Bez, the Gemara asks this question. So, you know, here I am, you know, asking like, oh, I found a steer in the Gemara. No, it's uh, the, the Gemara on, on Tezvavam and Bez literally asks this question and quotes the same Gemara, quotes the same Pasuk and Malachi. So if you get to Tezvavam and Bez, the Gemara comes back to, to attack Rebbe Meir, for what Rabbi Meir was doing, Rabbi Meir again, it says he he's in the same exact lashon. He's trying to learn Torah from the mouth of Acher Elisha ben Abuya's off the derech. So the Gemara asks this question. The Gemara says, "One second, Rabbi Meir, hechi Gemara Torah mi pameda Acher. How can Rabbi Meir learn Torah from the mouth of Acher?" The Amar Rabbi Barbarchana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ma'adich Siv. What does the pasuk mean? Kisiv sechol nishmeru das v'tori yavakshem ipiu kimalach Hashem tzvakos who? So what does that pasuk mean? Im dome harav lemalach Hashem tzvakos. If in fact your Rebbe resembles a malach Hashem tzvakos, then yavakshem tori ipiu. Then you can learn Torah from his mouth. Im love al yavakshem tori ipiu. So if not, you can't learn Torah from his mouth. So where did Rebbe Meir get the permission to learn Torah from Acher? So the Gemara suggests a couple of answers, very interesting answers. Amoresh Lakish, Rabbi Meir Kra'ash Rabbi Meir found the Pasuk and he, he expounded, meaning Rabbi Meir on his own set, um, you know, he took his own initiative. And, and, and by his own whim, with this Pasuk that he found, he made a, a, a judgment call to learn Torah from Ma'acher. What's the Pasuk? It's a Pasuk in Mishlei. Hat Asnacha Ushma Chachamim Ladaiti. The Pasuk literally means incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. So says the Gemara, L'da'atam lo ne'mar, it does not say to the, to don't, it doesn't say the knowledge of, of the Chachamim in question, but but to my knowledge. In other words, you can listen to what the Chachamim are saying, but take from it my knowledge, Hashem's knowledge. Don't take, you know, the Chachamim at the Chachamim, don't take the Chachamim's words at their word. Don't take what they're saying just because they're saying it. Take what, you know, what, what's, what's, what's consistent with Hashem, which sounds like it's saying, what it sounds like it means is that you're taking the truth out from it. You know, like, you know, they, they might tell you something that is right. They might also tell you things that are wrong. But don't take it from the Chacham, take it from, um, I guess you could say, the Amito Sheldavar, the, the, the truth of the essence of what they're saying. 
Now, the reason why, at first glance, this um, is, is not completely settling is because what we established at the end of last year is that even if one of these individuals who are no longer qualified to teach Torah, right, which can refer to many different people, not just, you know, um, uh, um, uh, um, you know, a renowned Talmud Chacham who soured, but many different people who, who, don't, who, who never even met the qualifications in the, per- in the first place. So we said, even if what they're saying rings true, it sounds compelling, it rings with MS, if you're being as intellectually honest as you possibly can, and it sounds like what they're saying is true, and perhaps what Hashem intended in His Torah, for example, but we said, even so, you can't learn Torah from them. You, you, just, you just can't. You know, you can't learn Chumash with that individual. Even if they're quoting you Rav Chaim Kanievsky, you can't learn that Torah. You know, the, the, you know the, there's, no, there's no infallibility. Um, and so, you know, just like there's no rabbinic infallibility, there's, there's no anyone infallibility. So even if they're saying something that rings true, but you can't just take the Torah from anyone, not everyone can just be a Rebbe. What the Gemara is saying here, the Pasuk that Rebbe Meir Darshan, was a Pasuk that basically said, take my, you know, you know l- listen to the words of the Chachamim, and then take my knowledge out of it. So we're going to see, can anyone just do like Rebbe Meir just did? Now, before we do, let's see another, um, there's, the Gemara is going to give another answer. Rabbi Hanina Amr Mehacha. Rabbi Hanina gave a different Pasuk that the Rabbi Meir apparently darshaned. Um, so, or, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Rabbi Hanina is saying that Rabbi Meir darshaned this Pasuk. Rabbi Hanina is suggesting another Pasuk maybe where you can get the same permission from. And what's that Pasuk? It's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Shimi bas which means listen to listen daughter and see or consider and incline your ear forget also your own people and your father's house so what does that mean what it seems to mean and rashi tells us um, what does it mean hatiaznech rashi says meaning listen with your ear to hear and the bad deeds that they do don't learn from the bad actions that they do but just take the Torah take the good from what they're saying the, the Torah knowledge from what they're offering so here's so so now this also the same this other Pasuk seems to be suggesting the same idea and I'm asking you please don't stop this year if you don't plan on finishing it because what's what's to follow is very very important especially as it comes down to Halacha Lemaisa so please keep listening if you already listened this far but what the Gemara seems to be saying at this stage with two Pesukim one from Mishle one from Tehillim these two Pesukim seem to be saying that you can take the good from the bad Right, kind of like we do on Shabbos, not to violate Borer, you take the good from the bad. Sounds like we're saying here, you could take what's MS, the Amitah Shadavar, take what's true from Hashem's Torah, but don't, um, you know, don't, don't take everything that they're saying, because again, if this guy is not a Malach Hashem, he doesn't resemble a Malach Hashem, he doesn't have um, the requisite Midos and the requisite Meisim. And, you know, it's, even if everything he's saying seems to be true, you can't t- take from him. These Pesukim seem to be saying you could take from him a little bit. You know, or, or take, take from him what is consistent with Das Hashem. Don't, don't take the Maisim with it. So, these two Psukim seem to, at first glance, go against not just the Gemara and Cutting that we spend so much time on, but it seems to be going against the Pasuk in Malachi that we quoted, the original Pasuk, about, the, about how the, the lips of the Kohen have to resemble, you know, the mouth of a, of a, of a Malach Hashem. So asks the Gemara, Kashu, Kraya Hadadi, aren't these Psukim um, uh, astira, aren't they a contradiction? These two psukim that we just saw against the Pasuk in Malachi. So says the Gemara, Lokashya Habgadol Habakatan. One is talking about 
for a great person, an adult perhaps, and the other's talking about a minor or a younger person. In other words, what, what the Gemara seems to be saying at this phase is that a great person, he can, you know, do what Rippy Mayer did. He can learn, you know, he, he, he can cull from the good. He can take the good, the, the, the truth, the, the important and correct ideas that are being suggested by these Chachamim, the, that are soured and off the derech, he could take from them, but a katan shouldn't do this. A katan, um, you know, who's more tender, more, more perhaps impressionable, and not prepared to differentiate between the good and the bad, so he should always just make sure he has a good rub, a good rebbe. So that's, that, that's what the Gemara says at this particular part. Now, we have to keep going a little bit, but before we do, I want to remind you that last time we saw a Rambam, that Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah, it was... Um, um, it was Parak Dalit Halacha Aleph. The Rambam simply says, "Do you have a Rebbe that resembles the Malach Hashem? If yes, learn from him. If he's off the derech, you got to wait till he comes back onto the derech before you learn any Torah from him. And uh, and if not, he's unqualified to be a Rebbe. He's unqualified to teach you Torah. You cannot even learn words of Chumash with him. And that's also brought down in the Shulchan Aruch. So that's all we saw when it came down to Halacha Lemaisa. Let's read a little bit more in the Gemara." Kiyasa Ravdimi, when uh, Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael. So Amar, Amar, Amri b'Marava, they said in the West, they said in Eretz Yisrael, b'Mer achal tachla ushda shechla davara. They said that Rabbi Meir ate a half-ripe date and he threw away the peel. Okay? And in this vein, the Gemara continues, Darash Rava, Rava expounded the following, What's the Pasuk mean in Shirashirim? Alginas Egos Yeradati Leros Be'ibe Hanachav Agomer. What does it mean that I went down to the Garden of Nuts and uh, to, to look at the green plants of the valley? So says the Gemara, says Rava, Lama Nimshalu Tamidei Chachamim Le'egos. Why do Tamidei Chachamim, why are they compared to nuts? Well, you think so? Tamidei Chachamim are nuts. Chas v'sham. Lomar lach to tell you, ma egos zeh af al pi shemeluchlach b'tidu v'tsoa. So just like this nut, despite being soiled with mud and excrement, ein ma'ase b'socha nimos. What's inside is not disgusting. Af talmid chacham, af al pi shesarach. Even a talmid chacham, even if he sours, ein tarasa nim esas. In its essence, the Torah inside does not become disgusting. The Torah inside does not become repulsive. Now there is more to this Gemara, and if you will continue to listen with me, you can you stay with me. We'll continue this Gemara. We'll finish this Gemara. But before we do, I'm going to just make a couple of observations and ask a couple of questions that are not my own, but they are questions of the Nosei Kalim on the Rambam and uh, and commentaries on this Gemara. And the question they ask is quite simple. This Gemara seems to have an out. It seems to have a built-in permit for everything that we said in the last year on this topic, which seems to be that there is a way where you can learn Torah from someone who is otherwise his character, he's no longer qualified to teach Torah. But apparently you can from these psukim. That's what you would say. However, you look, the Gemara does not really... Uh, I mean, the, the, this Gemara, unlike the previous Gemara, Moed Katan, that we learned, this Gemara does not seem to make it down to the Halacha. Right? And the Lecha Mishnah, the Shach, they address this question. They ask this question, why does the Rambam leave out this entire Gemara about Rabbi Meir trying to uncancel Acher? Why, why not? So the Pesach Enayim says, do you know why we don't find this Gemara making it down to the Halacha Lamaisa? That apparently there is a way you can learn Torah? The Psukim that we just saw 
the the, the pasuk in in, in Mishlei, the pasuk in Tehillim, the pasuk in Shir Hashirim, which seems to be pointing to the fact that there is Torah, there is pristine Torah to be gleaned from even the worst of of Tamidei Chachamim. What I mean by that, the I meaning the Tamidei Chachamim that are no longer on the Derach, their Torah is still pure, and yet it didn't make it down to the halacha. So the Pesach Hainayim explains that the Rabbanon never conceded to this heter. Meaning, yeah, like, the, 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 what we're discussing right now is what Rabbi Meir did. We're discussing something that Rabbi Meir did at the time. When Elisha ben Avuya went into the Pardes, he came out, he went off the derech, and Rabbi Meir sought Torah from him. But their take, um, so, um, the Pesach Hainayim explains that this take um, on the Gemara is that yeah, the Rabbanan never agreed to Rabbi Meir for doing this. Rabbi Meir did it, and al pi halacha, no one else can, because the Rabbanan, you know, the, the majority says he can't do such a thing. Now, the, there's a Divrei Yirmiyahu who differentiates between learning the Torah from their mouth and learning it from their books. And, they say, and so the Divrei Yirmiyahu says that, you know, um, I, I don't remember his exact Lashon, but... Um, what he seemed to say is that, um, if I remember correctly, is that when you learn it from their books, it's not. Um, it's, when you learn from their mouths, there's a problem. But when you learn from their books, you can you can take some and leave out what's you know what's what's what should be disqualified. But the Divrei Yirmiyahu pointed out that Rabbi Meir knew how to take and to how to differentiate the ochel mitoch solas, the good part from the refuse. You know, there, 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 there's a mixture, there's a tarovis of things that are good and things that are bad. Rabbi Meir knew how to take out what was good. So, what, what, what is the point? The point here seems to be that there were Yechide Segula, like Rabbi Meir. And, you know, you know for, for him, maybe it was okay. And for the majority, it sounds like it's not. Now the Gemara also it depicted the the stira between um, the the Gemara Moed Kavim, which quotes the uh, the pasuk in Malachi, and uh, the, that same pasuk in Malachi versus these other pesukim that we quoted. And the Gemara says, yeah, one's a katar, one's a gadol. Now the Rambam could have said that too. The Rambam could say, oh, by the way, if you're a katar, then then you, know, you shouldn't learn from just anybody. If you're a gadol, you can you know, you, you know you know how to differentiate. You're smart. You can differentiate and know to to, to learn Torah from. From uh, even the the not not as clean sources, because you'll know how to take the good from the bad. The Rambam doesn't say that, and it's not. It doesn't come down. It doesn't translate. It never trickles down that way into halacha that you can just learn from anybody if you're a gadol. So what does that mean? What that means is if even in svara we can agree with such a concept that that which a person is saying. Not just rings of MS, but maybe it even is MS, right? If a some if someone who is off the derech, if someone who has bad mycin, if someone who has, um, you know, who has manifest all these negative qualities, bad reputation, maybe even worse than a bad reputation, maybe they're even guilty of the crimes, but they can tell you something that's one hundred percent true, like it is true. If they if they're reading you from the chumash and they're reading and translating, and let's say the translation they're using is targum unklos, so you can't go wrong with that. You still can't learn from them. It's the Chomish, it's the Torah. They're, they're, they're quoting it literally from, the, from, from, from Hashem's own book. It's completely MS. It'd be apikarsis to say that it wasn't MS. This is all true. You still can't learn Torah from them. Like, that's what it comes down to. The Hashkafa and the character matters. And 
at this point, we're not going to say, even though there's a Gemara in Chagiga that talks about what Rabbi Meir did, and maybe Rabbi Meir was allowed to do that because Rabbi Meir was a posik. He, he's certainly um, 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 beyond any Yechidei school that we know. And Rabbi Meir was allowed to do such a thing that Rabbi never conceded to it. Pretty incredible. Now that you've heard that, let's continue the Gemara and then we'll come back to talk a little bit more Hashkafa on this issue. But the Gemara continues. Ashke Rabbi Barshila Leliyahu. Rabbi Barshila, he found Eliyahu a Navi. Amrlai said, My Kavid HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what did Hashem do? Or well, what is Hashem doing? Amrlai, Hashem is quoting Torah from all of the Rabbanon. But from the mouth of Rabbi Meir, he's not citing Rabbi Meir. So why isn't he citing Rabbi Meir? He didn't cite Rabbi Meir because Rabbi Meir is citing Torah from Acher, who should be canceled. So why? Rabbi Meir Rimon Matza, meaning this the the question here. Am I is why was Rabbi Meir doing this? Why was Rabbi Meir quoting Torah from from Acher? So says says Eliyahu Rabbi Meir Rimon Matza. Rabbi Meir found a pomegranate. Tocho Achal. What was inside he ate. Klipasa Zarak. He threw away the shell. Amar Hashtakamar. That if now that that's true, um, right? So. Meaning, and this seems to be ha, um, Hashem responding. Uh, Hashem says, if that's true, so, Meir Bini, Meir, my son, Omer. So, now he's quoting Rebbe Meir. So, Meir, my son, says, At the time that a person is suffering, how does the Shechina express itself? So, Kalani Meiroshi, Kalani Mizroi. Says the Shechina, "Woe is is me from uh, from my head. Woe is me from my arm." So, what does that mean? It sounds like a, a kind of like a imo anochi b'tzara. The Shechina suffering with you, right? So the you know the Rashi quotes Klani Meroshi Rabbi Meir Amr Rabbi Masechah Sanhedrin b'midrash kikilas elo Elohim Taloi. Basically, it's Hashem saying that I'm the, you know that I'm I'm suffering as well. Okay, fine. So if this is how Hashem feels about the about the blood of the wicked, so how much more so does he suffer over the blood of the righteous? And this is in reference to uh um you know this could be a reference to Acher, but certainly it's in reference to any any Rushaim. And then the Gemara the, the Gemara continues, um, um uh, we could skip a little bit because not all of it is, is immediately relevant. And uh, the, this next line that we'll quote is not directly relevant to what we're going to talk about, but um, you know the hashkafa I think here matters as well, and it's pretty interesting to think about. But the Gemara asks, Acher, my, my, why did Acher um, fall? Why wasn't Acher protected by his Torah? The Gemara had been discussing a few different people whose Torah didn't protect them. So Acher was clearly a Talmud Chacham, even if he did sour, but why didn't the Torah that he had learned protect him? So the Gemara just says, Zemar Yivani lo pasak mi pume. It says that Greek tunes never ceased from his mouth. Right, so um, some say at the time that he um, would stand up to leave the base it says that many heretical books which he had been reading would fall from his lap so that is uh, like that's quite incredible because Rebbe um, I'm sorry um, Alicia Benavuya or Acher who has just been cancelled He's canceled because he went off the derach. Now, why did he go off the derach? Two possibilities. Either Greek music 
which um, you can you can question whether or not they were talking about songs of Avodah Zarah. Um, I mean, um, the Rashi over here says that you know he, that any any uh, song with 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 drinking is not good. And um, apparently the so so I don't know if it, you, you, you can question whether or not this is talking about non-Jewish music in general. But he was constantly singing the songs, and then not only was he singing the songs, but the other possibility was that he was reading the books. So either he's reading non-Jewish books or he's reading heretical books. No separate question you can ask. Are you allowed to read a heretical book? Well, I think that's this is certainly relevant, right? Because look, here is Alicia Benavuya, who is literally culling from these books, culling from the culture, where you can argue, take take the good, don't take the bad, you know, but just you know, just do things in a healthy, modified way. And look who ends up getting canceled when he goes into the, you know, he, he goes into the orchard, he goes into the paradise, he comes out, and he's not able to handle it. He's not able to handle the Torah. For whatever reason, he goes off the derech. He, he found some, whatever it was, something that was inconsistent, that he could not stay with Torah. And now the question is, can we learn from him? And Rabbi Meir, seemingly almost, we would argue, based on everything we said, sounds like he's making a similar mistake. He's trying to take the good from the bad. That's exactly what it seems like Acher had been doing. And he didn't succeed. And now Rabbi Meir wants to try to do the same thing. And we're making room, we're making room for the argument that Rabbi Meir could do such a thing. But when it comes down to Halakha Lamaisa, we, we don't seem to see the, the, the room for that. So, there's uh, clearly a lot here. Now, I, I, what, I want, what I want to do, just in, in relation to all this, not, not to go that much longer, but in a, in a, um, uh, I was at a Q&A, from one of the rebbeim, where someone asked about Agatha. they were asking about the the non-legal portions of the Gemara, which are mostly stories, which are you know like, stories like the ones that we've been learning tonight. And there 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 are many stories that you find in the Gemara, in Midrashim, and some of them are very they you know they seem by nature to be fantastical. Now, I'm not going to go down that route to talk about right now whether we look at the literal meaning of a story, whether we try to look at it in, a, in an allegorical way. That's not really my purpose right now. But in a certain sense, it will be in just a moment, as I'm going to explain what my Rebbe's response was. But the question was whether or not Agadita was Bittal Torah, you know, when, when you can be learning you know, halachic gemaras, which are more lemaisa, they're more practical, and, um, you know, there's much more we can do with those. You know, there, there's certainly lessons to learn from Agatha, but a lot of them are really hard to understand. And what my Rebbe basically said was that, no, like, it's not, it's not Bittal Torah, it's not considered a disturbance of Torah to be learning Agatha Gemaras. But he, what he explained was, like Halacha, Agatha, Agada, the quote-unquote legendary, and I don't even like that word right in this context, but the non-legal portions, the more um, story sort of portions of the Gemara, like Halacha, Agada needs Mesora. It needs a tradition. The problem pointed out, my Rebbe, is that the Mesora for Agada is mostly lost to us. We have a Mesora for Halacha, right? We have, you know, like, like the Halachas that we're quoting tonight, the name of the Ramam, the name of the Shulchan Aruch, but when it comes to the Mesora for Agada, we mostly lost that. And the Rambam makes this point in his Hagdama to Mishnayis. And the Rambam points out that it's purposely veiled. We don't really know the meaning. This actually, if you look at the, the one of the newer art scroll books that came out at the beginning of um, the, the, this new Dafyomi cycle, um, which, uh, which started at, in 2019, 
the intro introduction to the Talmud, they have a whole introduction to Agatha, and they basically make this point in the introduction. It's a really nice introduction. It talks about how a lot of the the Agatha Gemaras we just don't. Um, you know, they, it was written in a way, uh, written that in a way that it's very hard to understand its superficial meaning, and it's not necessarily that we just take it literally, but we just it was written in a way that we're not meant to completely understand it. There are things to learn from it, but we don't really have the Masar for understanding it, and only certain people are meant to fully understand it. Right, so, what was the point? My Rebbe pointed out that when it comes to learning Agatha, we should read, we should be able to translate, know the Parish Amilim, but to, in fact, do so in the superficial way. Read it in the superficial way that it is, and don't start to try to develop, you know, character assessments, you know, we have to understand that these individuals were Kim Malachim, they were like the Malachai Hashem Tzvakos. And so to be dismissive, to be critical of, of people that we completely can't even relate to, can't, can't completely understand, like, yeah, the, the, there's an extent to which we say, yeah, try to learn the lessons from them, try to relate to them in any which way we can. If we have a Gemara that says, come Rav, v'shachta l'ravzera, like, you know, when it's coming up, Purim's coming up around the corner, we have the Gemara on, um, in Megillah on Dav Zion that talks about how one person killed another, one Amorah killed another Amorah on Purim. So, you know, if this, is there what we can learn from a Gemara like that? If it affects our behavior on Purim, certainly we should. And now, we, how do we understand the Gemara? Literally what happened? Okay, that's a question for, uh, for, for maybe greater people than us, and perhaps it's a question that we'll never have the full answer to, at least not right now. But the point is that, like in many areas of Torah, we might not be able to fully understand it. And that's going to have to be okay. We don't have the Kabbalah for everything. Right? The Drusha Saran, Marabi points out, says that even Kabbalah, right, the secrets of mysticism, of the Torah secrets, that also requires a Masora. And we just don't always have a Masora. So what's the point? The point is, that we can't be complacent when it comes to where our Torah comes from. And it seems that even Rabbi Meir tried to uncancel Acher, and maybe only for Rabbi Meir was that something that at least the Halacha would have been okay. But for just anyone to do such a thing, you know, again, if, if the person was disqualified from, from teaching Torah because they didn't resemble the Malach Hashem Tzavakos, so, you know, the, the, that for, for us... We would have to hold to that. And it's a very scary world out there where, where you know, the Torah seems to be quote-unquote accessible for anyone for teaching. Right? The fact that you're listening to me on this, on this podcast right now is demonstrative of the fact that I put out Torah, you're just, uh, you're just assuming that what I'm saying is MS, you're assuming that what I'm saying is kosher. Right? When, I, when, I, when, I, when I signed up with the jewishpodcasts.org, one of the things they told me is, oh, just make sure that your content is kosher. And it's like, okay, you know, and they're taking my word for it, and I'm taking their word for it, and we're all taking each other's word for it. And who says that I'm qualified to teach Torah? You know, perhaps I'm not. Uh, you know, but, but at least when I give a share like this, you can make your own assessment, hopefully take the good from the bad. But maybe I'm not even qualified. And if in the future you find out for whatever reason that I shouldn't be qualified, then, yeah, you can't, you can't learn even the most ms of things that I might be saying. But what I'm saying right here, right now, is what I, is, is, and this is my hope, I, I'm hoping that, yes, um, in a certain sense, I can, as much as possible, resemble the Malach Hashem Sivakos, who's able to communicate words of Torah and that you, know, that, that you can take the Torah that I'm saying. But if not, you could at least know these sources, these Gemaras, and, um, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll have your, your own Rebbe who will be able to teach you Torah and you'll be able to accept the Torah from their mouths. But, uh, you know, if, if anything, what I'm trying to do now is trying to be as honest as possible about what kind of Torah you may learn. 
and there's so many places that you can get Torah from nowadays that it's so hard to know where, you know, is this source a kosher Torah source? Is this a Rebbe that I'm supposed to respect or not? And that question itself requires a Rebbe. And then it, it seems like a vicious cycle. When does it end? But that's the kind of searching we have to do. So in the question of Kanela Kharav, which says in Perkevas that you have to acquire for yourself a Rebbe, this is a real, real sticky, controversial question. But does your Rebbe resemble a Malach Hashem Tzvakos? Do they have good midos? Are they, doing, are they fulfilling Raza Hashem? Are they fulfilling the Torah? Can you learn Torah from them? But the point is, you have to be able to take things with a grain of salt. You have to be able to say, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to learn Torah from this person. And you have to ask the question. It has to be a Rebbe that you trust. It has to be a Rebbe that's, you know, the, that, that, that is not only communicating the Ratzon Hashem, communicating the, the Torah, but they are, that they act consistently with that Torah. And a person can never be too cautious you know, people are. People look for. You know, people love to learn other sources. People love to learn Torah from other areas and other places. But at the end of the day, you have to be overly cautious, and you can't be too cautious when it comes to um, trying to find the MS. So you know, we should be zocha to really get to that MS, and really um, to be able to learn the Torah, but to learn the Torah from the right sources. Anyway, in the meantime, I think that takes us through a really important Real Talk Torah. So keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah and have the right Torah teachers. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.